Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by Our Loose Grip on Sanity. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. Um, and we are back with another episode of what I assume is your favorite podcast. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Yeah, where we argue about things that don't matter. Yeah, and if you've never listened to us before, um, it's your soon-to-be favorite podcast. Uh, but but basically, we just take ridiculous hypothetical situations and questions, and we argue about them seriously, as if they are something, when in fact, they are nothing. Yeah, and um, we're going to ca- do a callback for those of you who have been loyal listeners from the beginning, uh, and we're going to start things off today with a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've done a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, I just, I uh, was looking for inspiration today and I came across a BuzzFeed quiz that I thought just like really spoke to this moment um, in all of our lives. And the quiz is called, This Quiz Will Reveal How Dead You Are on the Inside. (laughs) Yeah, that that about sums it up. Yeah, Yeah, and I just felt like this is the quiz for our moment in time. Uh, weirdly, it was written uh, in 2018, so this person did not know what was ahead of them, but um, thank you, Maria Gonzalez, for this lovely quiz. All right, well, I think we should just jump right in, and uh, the first question is, your best friend posts about her recent engagement on Facebook. What do you do? I ignore it. I like it and move on. I make sure to find and give the heart reaction. I like it and add a comment. Who does any of these things? This is your best friend. <laughs> I if like if I found out my best friend got engaged via Facebook post. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's your first problem. We're not. She's not your best friend. <laughs> Actually, though, I, to be fair, it doesn't say that she tells you about her engagement on no. Facebook. She It just says that she posts about it. So maybe you already got a phone call. This, this yeah, is so, you learning about it. So it's not new news. Right. Probably. So that makes a little more sense. Although what kind of monster do you have to be to ignore the posts that your best friend puts on Facebook about their engagement? Yeah. What a bad <laughs> person. I definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> Uh, Shelby has a guilty glint in her eye that I wish you all could see. And I feel a little bad now for coming down so hard. I have a question. Yes. (laughs) I I need clarification. What if you just have deleted your Facebook because you can't handle reading Facebook anymore? Is that ignoring it? No, that's not the same as ignoring a post that you saw. It doesn't say you saw it. It just says your best friend posts about her recent engagement on Facebook. What do you do? But you can't ignore something if you don't know it exists. If you're ignoring all of Facebook. Okay, but then you're ignoring Facebook. You're not ignoring your friend. Okay. I just wanted to clarify I think you're in your rights to just not have Facebook, but that is not an that's not an, not option, an option in this quiz. <laughs> so here's what I like about the options. It says I make sure to find and give the heart reaction as if it's difficult to find <laughs> the heart reaction. 
I hunt it down. <laughs> I like how one of them is, I like it and move on. As <laughs> if you wouldn't move on with the other ones. Like, like right. I like it and I add a comment and I never move on. I just watch it forever. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm going to say that I give it the heart reaction because I'm going to assume in this scenario, I already knew that she was getting engaged because it's my best friend. Yeah. I think I might like it and move on knowing that I've already done my best friend duty when I was like super excited. Right. You know? Right. So Okay. All right. Question number two. What do you think about people who always post pics of their kids on social media? Potential answers are, it's cute. The second one is, it's whatever. And then it's the effing worst. Why are you saying the effing worst and not the fucking worst? Okay, Hannah's saying the fucking worst. <laughs> That's not my answer, by the way. That's not my answer. Um, I don't, like, I feel like a smattering of kid photos can be cute, but, like, it just, I think it depends on, like, the frequency. You know what I mean? And, like, are they actually cute pictures? Well, I think that that would mean that you choose it's whatever, right? I mean, I think certain people are the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then I think certain people are like, it's cute. You know how some people only post, like, once a month of their kid's life and they do the little, like, one month old thing and yeah you know like that seems appropriate i like have a lot of fears about like kids who are being born right now who are like 10 pictures and 11 videos of them are uploaded every single day and they're just like constantly being like like under surveillance because their parents are bored and they don't have anything else to do yeah or like i mean in a more generous way their parents are proud and have like this technology available to them but i just it, it makes me worried I mean, I think they'll be okay. They're just babies. I think for me, it's what, it is my emotional just, closeness to the person that determines whether or not I think it's cute. Well, it also depends on how, how old the kids get. Like, if your kid is still 12 and you're posting pictures of them every day, you know? Well, see, but that's the thing. If it's my niece and nephew, I think every picture is cute and probably will until they're, like, in their 20s. I'm going to say it's cute because I think most of the people I'm still friends with on Facebook, I care enough about them to think their children are cute. Hannah's just not trying to get bad blood with any of her parent friends. I'm going to say it's whatever. <laughs> That's not, it's, it's not it. Although, good side effect. Uh, you get invited to a costume party. Do you dress up? Of course. I go out, I go all out on a costume. I'll dress up, but it'll be a lazy costume. Nope. Or no, because now I'm not going. Okay, so first of all, now none of us are going to a <laughs> costume party. So, Well, a costume party might be good, because if you can it's work true. in a mask. Right, face covering. Yeah. Yeah, it might be the if most you, safe kind of party. If you're Guy Fawkes, and yeah. you just don't take your mask off all night. You wear one of those awful masks from the 90s that was just like the, the rubber screen. mask. Yeah, guy? yeah. Okay, but let's assume we're allowed to go to parties. Okay. I think this is one of the areas in which I'm more dead inside. I think I'll dress up, but it'll be a lazy costume. Pretty perfectly defines me. Like, 
I'll dress up because there's a part of me that's going to feel like I have to and like maybe I'll be ridiculed if I don't. But I don't actually want to go to any length whatsoever to do it. So I'll just find anything that I have lying around. So like I remember one time for Halloween, I went as like a slumber party and I just went in my pajamas. Oh, that's good. Like I'll just find a dress that I already own and I'll just like repurpose it and be like, I'm a flapper. You know, you should have been Cindy Lauper from Girls Just Want to Have Fun music video. Oh, but see, I don't have the headbands. I don't have the knee socks. Well, it's just a bad rendition of. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm lazy when it comes to costumes. What about you? If I have enough time, like if I have enough notice, I'll go all out for a costume. I used to like make these like very elaborate costumes for like costume parties when I was a kid. I like really like crafts and stuff like that, so. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me at all that you would be all into costumes. Did you have any particularly good ones growing up? I was bird flu one year. (laughs) So I dressed up like a bird, and then I carried around a tissue box. Oh, okay. Very cute. That was funny. Um, I made the bird costume. So I, like, out of wire and masking tape and feathers, I, like, created wings. And then I out of felt and elastic, I made a beak. And, yeah, and then I carried around a tissue box and, like, cough drops and stuff. That sounds amazing. Yeah. One year I was a kissing booth. And so I like created this whole big rig that I could carry around with me that had like the sign above me and a little countertop in front of me (laughs) and then taped to the countertop. I had like a little tip jar um, and like the sign above me said kissing booth. Um, So it was like a little like handheld booth thing I could carry around with me. Wow. And taped underneath the countertop, I had a bag of Hershey, Hershey Kisses. So then I would, like, pass those out. That's so sweet. Very elaborate. Very Very elaborate. Very inventive. Yeah. And I'm like, I put my pajamas on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, most of my costumes required, like, actual building. Like, it was, you know, I I created, like, different stuff. Yeah, but I'll go all out for a costume. All right. So you see someone fall down on the street. How do you react? I laugh. I keep walking and hope they're not too embarrassed. I stop and ask if they need help. I try not to laugh. Oh my God, I stop and ask if they need help. It depends on how hard they fall. (laughs) I mean... You do not ask every single person who falls down in New York City, are you okay? I don't see that many people fall down. I think, yes. I think anybody that I saw fall down, I would ask if they were okay. Really? I ask people if they're okay if they almost fall down. <laughs> like if they trip and catch themselves, I'm like, are you okay? I think I keep walking and hope they're not too embarrassed. That really? is what I would want someone to do to me if I took a small tumble. Oh, really? Well, I guess it depends on how small. But you can't tell from an outside perspective how bad the tumble is, really. You just wait to see how long they're down. If they're down <laughs> for longer than like a couple seconds... Then something's wrong, and you go over and you ask if they need help. But if they pop back up, okay, you just keep going. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I guess it depends on the person a little bit too. But I think I just yeah. If it was like ask. an old man or old lady, I would ask if they were okay. If it was right. a fifteen-year-old boy, I just think asking if they're like a, asking like a teenager if they're okay after they've fallen down is not gonna make them feel better. I feel like. 
I think for me, it's just a knee jerk reaction. Like I took a hike the other day with some friends and every time I heard someone like even trip up a little bit, I'd be like, are you okay? I just, I can't help it. I can't help myself. I I keep walking and hope they're not too embarrassed. Okay. Do you like rom-coms? The answers are nope, sometimes, and obs with three exclamation points. Hannah has a lot of disdain for the third option here. I really do. I don't know if that means I'm dead inside, but obs. Really, really doesn't like it. Uh, So do you like rom-coms? Sometimes. Depends on the rom-com. You know, like, I'm not going to go in for, like, a Hallmark channel, but a really good rom-com can be can be the right thing at the right time. I'm going to say nope. Okay. You've never seen a rom-com you liked? You didn't You didn't sort of love to watch some, like, Notting Hill back in the day or something? Back in the day. But this is asking me, currently, do I like rom-coms? <laughs> this is, the, the question is not in past tense. The question is in present tense. And right now... I'm not here for a rom-com. Okay. Well, then I'm not sure how you're going to feel about this next question. Do you still enjoy watching animated movies? The answers are definitely, sometimes, and no way. I take umbrage with the still in this question. Yeah, you didn't ever used to like watching animated movies. It wasn't that I didn't like them. I wasn't allowed to. I'm going to say sometimes. Okay. I liked Moana when we watched it. Yeah, that's true. I'm, to no one's surprise, going to say definitely. I mean, that's what I'd be doing right now if I wasn't watching or making this podcast. I'm guessing that Hannah is less dead inside than I am, but <laughs> we'll see. Also, don't love this next question. How excited are you about the holidays? <laughs> I honestly cannot fucking wait. I'm pretty excited. I'm indifferent. Ew, God. <laughs> Oh, you're so going to hate me, Shelby. But I honestly cannot fucking wait. Part of me agrees with you just because I cannot fucking wait to have a week off of work. Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I associate holidays with vacation and not working. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm pretty excited. Okay. I literally, I just like felt my body shiver a little just thinking about the fact that the holidays are coming up soon. And I have, like, a big grin on my face that I, like, can't get rid of because I'm like, ooh, it's about to be fall and there's going to be holidays. <laughs> and the way Shelby is looking at me right now is with such pity. Pity? No. <laughs> I just can't relate. Don't, don't, I don't know her. I mean, you get time off. So much of this is tied up with the food involved, so. <laughs> so Hannah's a Taurus. Moving on. I'm just embarrassing myself at this point. Uh, Your work friends want to go out for drinks at the end of the day. Are you in? First of all, none of us are in. It's quarantine. (laughs) Uh, The options are, hell no, I just spent the whole day with these people. Aw. Yes, if I'm not busy, but I'm leaving after one drink. Sure, it could be fun. And, oh, I'm the one who planned it. Okay, so I don't know any of my coworkers, so... Uh, hell no, I just spent the whole day with these people. Feels more aggressive, but is also (laughs) the most accurate. Well, maybe you should think about previous jobs in that case. Again, this is my current situation. No, but, like, we can't think about in quarantine, because that's not the spirit of the question. I think the quiz is asking us, are we dead inside during quarantine in this moment in our lives? 
We can be revived. We can resurrect. But I want a clear, you know, measurement. Of right now is hell no because I'm not allowed to. But on a normal day, it's oh, I'm the one who planned it. Oh well, I think even not in quarantine, it would be no thanks. <laughs> I'm good. I have something else to do probably. I'm the one who's always like, y'all. We haven't had a happy hour in a while. We should really go out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm that bitch. <laughs> That's fine. God bless. I'm not that bitch. So do I choose I'm the one who planned it for my non-quarantine self? I think so. Okay. What did you choose? Hell no? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to get very different answers. I also don't like to drink that much. So, like, going to a bar with my coworkers after work does not appeal to me in most regards. Yeah. I In previous jobs I've had, I've even planned, like, game nights with my coworkers. Anyway, the next question... (laughs) Is really apt for this moment in time. Do you give hugs? (laughs) Oh, no. Yes, I hug everyone. You shouldn't. I hug loved ones, but I'm not, like, excessive about it. Ugh, no. I actively avoid huggers. TBH. If I get to see a loved one, I will hug them. Uh, I'm a yes, I hug everyone kind of girl. Just all the time. Not during quarantine, but... I, like, saw some friends socially distanced uh, the other day, and I was like, it feels, like, when we were leaving, I was like, I don't know how to end this interaction because I can't (laughs) hug you. Yeah. I don't, like, it feels so wrong to just walk away. So, That's true. You're more of a hugger than I am, I think, because I'll just be like, okay, bye. (laughs) I just want to press my body against everyone. Is that weird? No, keep talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. When you hear a baby crying, what do you think? Aw, poor thing. Same, honestly. Well, that's pretty annoying. And someone make it stop. Same, honestly. Same, honestly. Well, like, quarantine is same, honestly. Wow, okay, the results are in percentages. So I'm very interested to see what you got. (laughs) Well, um, Miss loves her holidays and her drinking with coworkers. I got... You're like 10% dead inside. You've got a little darkness in you, but it's like kind of cute. You only got 10%. (laughs) Oh yeah, me too. Okay, moving on. (laughs) No, I want to know your accurate score. I'm not clinically depressed. It's fine. (laughs) You got, you're like 60% dead inside. (laughs) More dead than not dead, but still totally dead inside. Congrats! <gasps> Congrats. That's and then how it's a picture that. of Wednesday Adams. Oh, well, you know what? Actually, she's fine. <laughs> okay. As long as Christina Ricci's part of this. I don't, I don't think you're dead inside. I think you're stuck inside. There's a difference. I think that I may be more dead inside than normal. However... Like Jesus, I could rise again. Wow, you took that to a place I wasn't expecting. (laughs) I like to compare myself to Jesus. (laughs) And I like it when you do. Yeah, and I just think that this is my moment of martyrdom, truly. So, Well, we'll see how it works out. We've got the plague. Yep. We're we're well on our way to uh, end I mean, this certainly feels like Armageddon to me. On that note, do you want to get into some hypotheticals? Well, I have a listener question this week. Let's do it. 
Okay, so this question came from Emily Cleveland. Thank you, Emily. And the question is, would you rather be stuck in a poorly acted action movie or an awesomely acted scary movie? I think poorly acted action movie, right? Same, same, same. Because like a really well acted horror movie is just terrifying, right? Yeah, it's actually more scary usually, right? you know, I guess it depends on what role I'm playing. Mm Mm-hmm. Am I the murderer? I was about to say, if you're the killer, you're fine. Yeah, if I'm the the scary thing that goes bump in the night, that could be kind of cool. Also, the the really well-acted scary movies do tend to be more like the psychological thrillers, like The Shining, Rosemary's Baby, Quiet Place, stuff like that. Yeah, Um, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, if I was the, the villain in The Quiet Place... But, like, also, this is, like, my real life, or I I know it's a movie set? Uh, it, well, it doesn't specify. Would you rather be stuck in one or the other? My assumption was you're you, and you got stuck in a that, movie. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't want to be in a horror movie, I don't think. And, and a poorly acted action movie kind of would be funny, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, the thing is... Poorly acted action movies is one of my favorite film genres. Right. Like, that, like I love that shit. Like, I we could just be in Sharknado. I had a Sharknado birthday party one I was year. there. That's, yes, that's how much I love Sharknado. And I, well, there's a lot of death in that one. But I think in most poorly acted action movies, a lot of the characters survive. I assume I'm the lead, so I'm assuming I survive. Yeah, plus then I get to be like The Rock. Yeah. You know, well, he's an excellent actor. Let me not disparage The Rock. Yeah. I'm just thinking of action movies and he's in all of the recent ones. He is just such a talented man. Right? Yeah. The Rock, he's an avid listener of the show. So just like a quick shout out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, we like to we like to shout out to our supporters. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Dwayne. He's been such a huge friend to the pod. So, but incredible actor. Um, synonymous with action movies these days, certainly. Is there an action movie you would most like to be stuck in? That's a good question, because my favorite action movies are not the ones I should pick for that. Like, for <laughs> instance, Die Hard. Die Hard <laughs> is not, one of my favorites, too. That was but not fun to be stuck in that world. No. No. You know what would be fun? Jumanji. That was my first thought, <laughs> The, the remake of yeah, with, the, I was... uh, with the video game. Because, like, it right. doesn't actually hurt you. It's just, like, you don't want to lose all your life because then you don't. Right, right. Yeah, that because we were thinking of The Rock, I was like, actually, that wouldn't be so bad as action movies go. I guess also the Fast and Furious movies are probably Ooh. okay to be in. Yeah, that's the correct answer. You okay. could get to, like, drive a really fast car. Ugh. Yeah. That's my answer. I'm locking it in. Okay. Well, so I think the the acting is just not crucial to our answer here. No. Because it's just more about the world that we're in and whether it's it's super scary like, or full of fast cars. Like a really poorly acted race car movie. I would be all I would it would be heaven. Yeah, I mean I, I'm guessing that the question asker was kind of thinking like a Steven Seagal kind of movie. But mm-hmm. even then, even like a Steven Seagal 
Chuck Norris, you know, I would enjoy that because I would find it funny. So, yeah. I have another question. Do you want to? Oh, yes. That was my only listener question this week. Cool. How much would someone have to pay you for you to give up deodorant forever? Oh, I already have. (laughs) (laughs) So you're never going back. You're like, I'm done with this forever. Goodbye. So one of my quarantine projects was, I was like, this is a really excellent time to try out training my body to not need deodorant anymore. So I just switched to the like aluminum free But that's still deodorant. Or the, like, not at all days. Right. So I don't think I'll go back to, like, antiperspirant. But this is deodorant. Right. Deodorant, I feel like what I'm learning is that it doesn't do anything. (laughs) Really? All it does is, at first, mask and then blend with (laughs) the, the smells that are coming from you. What? What deodorant do you use? Because it's not actually stopping you from from sweating. It's just... Yeah. I don't use antiperspirant. I have it for over a year. Um, I only use natural deodorants. But I think they, like, do a pretty... Like, you're definitely getting sweaty. For sure. Like, the sweat comes back. But I feel like they've, like, really done a pretty good job of making me not too stinky. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I... I feel like you wouldn't have to pay me that much, unfortunately. I mean, for this moment in time, but I'm saying forever. Like, for the rest of your life, you can never, like, you have a big date coming up, you have a job interview, like, Yeah, that's fair. It's not just during quarantine. It's like... Yeah. And the problem is, if I was married, I would still be like, doesn't matter. But I do still have to date people also job interviews are a thing yeah but you can wear like a blazer but if you smell bad you still take showers can't you in the sure world? i'm just saying i don't know i get sweaty when i'm nervous and on job <laughs> interviews i get nervous i don't think i could i don't think i could stink in the one hour that it takes you know cool as a cucumber over here hannah bennett nerves I, no. of steel that's how i've always described her Yes, you and literally everyone who's ever met me. Mm-hmm. Yep. The person who just admitted earlier that she, as a reflex, goes, are you okay? Every time she sees someone stumble. Yeah, so I feel like because I have to date, it would have to be a pretty high number. You're right. I feel like I might have to go into the million, maybe. Yeah, to me, I'm doing the math in my head right now, and I think it would have to be so much money that I would never have to worry about getting a job again. You right. know, so or, if I don't get the job because I'm stinky, it's not a big deal because I have my not, no deodorant money to fall back on. Right, and I was thinking it would have to be enough money to attract someone to my wealth instead of to me. <laughs> uh, you think you're going to get gold diggers at $1 million? I mean, if I keep dating poor musicians, then yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more than $1 million, even though that sounds kind of absurd. My first thought was $10 million. Okay. Um, and that, but that sounds so hot. Like, that sounds so crazy to me. I mean, it does sound like a lot, because I feel like, but, you, but you're kind of saying, like, what if I can never work again? Well, Although not, I still yeah. don't think you would not get a job just based on deodorant. 
I mean, I think it's possible that I would be passed over for jobs. Especially because, like, I could never wear deodorant to the office, you know? But like, you could have just remote jobs. Sure. But that really, like, again, that would uh, diminish the jobs I could take, right? True. So, like, I want to know that I have financial stability because I still think I would work. But I just need to know that, like, I would never have to work. I wouldn't have to. Like, I would never be put in a, a negative financial position because of this decision that I've made. I guess I just feel like deodorant is just like a masking. So it's, I mean, you could just wear perfume instead. Mm. I just feel like you, there's other ways that you can mask your scent enough to get through something like a job interview where you would still be able to go through your day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, I think a million would do it for me. I'm like, I'm just thinking about all of the important days where I like want to not be like, I don't want to be, I want to be able to dance at my wedding and not worry about how I smell, you know? Oh, I wouldn't judge you if you smelled at your wedding. That's nice, but I would feel <laughs> uncomfortable, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I don't want to, like, when you're smelly, you can smell yourself too, you know? Yeah. That's, that's one thing I've learned in quarantine. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked and impressed that it took you until quarantine to learn that fact. <laughs> No, I mean, I think I knew that before, but I really, I really got an acquaint acquainted with it in a new right. way. Yeah. Like, I don't like it when I smell. It's not like I don't. I also don't want to, you know, disturb other people with my aroma. Like on days I want to feel confident, and on days that I want to feel good about myself, and on days I want to feel like I'm my best, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't allowed deodorant, and thus feel like. It would have to be so much money that it made me confident as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing below 10 million will make Shelby feel confident. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just 10 saying like, seems like a reasonable answer. I think $1 million, you could be kind of dumb and invest that poorly and you lose it. Right. Like, like to me, 10 million, like I want, I, this needs to make me feel confident for the rest of my life. Sure. You know, I buy two houses and that's a million dollars. I think in my brain, once I hit 60, I don't care about it anymore. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Because it, it probably, like, it's important to me now, but right. probably wouldn't be important to me forever. I'm going to be one of those old people that does not give a shit about anything. Yeah, God bless. I'm not trying to change your answer. I'm just saying this is why I'm I'm sticking at one million. Yeah, I think I'm going to lower it to six million. All right. Because in my head, it's like, even if I put that in like, just like a high yield savings account sort of thing, you're getting like 1% back a year, you could live off of that. Yeah. So, and then my, if I ever have kids, they'll both inherit three, like, I don't know why I assumed I had two kids. When I have kids, both of them, the boy and the girl, will inherit <laughs> anyway, they'll inherit millions of dollars, so that will make up for the trauma of having the smelly mom. Oh, yeah, I guess that's that's nice of you. Because they'll probably be teased about that, I imagine. All right. Well, what's going to happen in actuality is now nobody's going to pay me any millions of dollars, and I'm going to continue going around not wearing a sufficient deodorant. <laughs> for quarantine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But maybe 
But, but we'll see what we'll see what the re-entry to society is like. We all the we, future is unpredictable, Shelby. I already have it in my head that maybe I'll never wear a real waistband again. So uh yeah. Here's to never wearing a bra again. Chin chin. <laughs> Alright, what's your next question? Would you rather be allergic to sugar? No. Or garlic? No. <laughs> Ugh, sugar. Yeah? Ugh. Ugh. Hurts wow, me to such say. a fast answer. I'm surprised. Hurts me to say. Uh wait, wait. Are we talking about added sugar or are we talking about like the sugars in, say, fruit? Do you have different answers depending on the answer to that? Maybe. Well, because a lot of foods have sugars in them. Yeah, that, I don't that think you can like go all the way sugars. Because, like, technically bread has sugars in right. that, you know, like, exactly. any carb. Yeah. So it has to be, like, an allergy that you can live with avoiding. So I'm just going to say added sugar, like white cane sugar. White cane sugar or garlic. You know what? I think that that maybe my first instinct reaction was unreasonable. Um, I think what it was was aspirational. Yeah. I think I had a you a want to be the person who quits sugar. Well, here's my thing. My immediate thinking was, once you're told you can't have the thing, it makes it way easier to not eat the thing. And sugar is much worse for you. Therefore, yeah. it would give you an excuse not to eat the worse for you thing. And garlic is extremely good for you, and like a natural, you know, it 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 helps you get over sickness, and it's right. an anti-inflammatory, and all of that. So like. I, I just feel like, for instance, now that I'm not supposed to drink caffeine anymore, I I've, I was told don't drink caffeine. I don't drink caffeine. I don't really like the fact that I can't drink caffeine, but I'm doing it, and that's probably good in the long run. You yeah. Know? So that was why that was why my initial thinking was like, well, it'll just force me to cut out something that's not good for me. But the more I think about it, the more sad I get. <laughs> yeah, this is a really really hard one. I think. Like, I, garlic is just in fucking everything. Right. <laughs> you know? Everything that's good, at least. Yeah, yeah, like, it's in basically all Italian food. It's in a lot of Asian food. Like, yeah. it's in curries, and it's in Thai food. Like, like a lot of bland American foods it's not in, like burgers and french fries. Um, yeah, but who needs that? No. Yeah. Even, like, most Mexican food, I also think, takes garlic. Like, garlic is just in everything like what is garlic not in and but the thing is you can take garlic out right you know like you can still have those foods without garlic yeah uh they'll taste a little different but like you can still eat them the thing is restaurants though because you would really have to be very on your guard about like hey no garlic in this so I, I don't know. I think it, I think the garlic thing is a bigger inconvenience for sure. You're going to have to read labels really closely. You will for sugars too, though, That's because there's, I think there's a lot of hidden added sugar and things you wouldn't expect it. So you'd have to like every, every sort of like prepackaged kind of yeah, food, you're right. like you couldn't get like granola bars, you know, yeah. you couldn't like grab a muffin because even if you get, like, a brand muffin, it's probably still got sugar in it. Yeah, you're you're right. Most Ugh. cereals, I feel like. Yeah, cereals. 
Yeah, it's not just cutting out dessert, unfortunately. It's hard. Like, I I agree with you that sugar is the aspirational one. Because I feel like people do that out of, like, just, I'm on a health kick sort of thing. And no one on a health kick cuts out garlic. I just love ice cream so much. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm saying, like... My brain is like, well, the obvious answer is cut out sugar. Sugar's bad for you. Garlic's good for you. Duh, Hannah. And then I think about not eating cheesecake again. I'm just saying my my comfort foods are sugar-based. So, like, it also feels like the garlic is less of a loss because, like, you can still eat most of those foods. But, like, there is no sugar. I guess maybe there are sugar-free substitutes of, like... Yeah, there are sugar substitutes, but, like, you can... My question about the sugar, like sugars versus sugar was like, could I have a dessert that's like honey and fruit? Yeah. You know, sweetened by honey and fruit. And and in that case, you could still have dessert. I still, I mean, I think I'm going to stick with my answer of sugar. Yeah, me too. But how allergic am I? Like you vomit immediately. Oh, dang. If I was just a little allergic, I would still eat it. Yeah, if it just, like, gave me poops, I would absolutely, <laughs> right. I would cut down, but there would be days when I'm like, uh-huh. I'm making brownies, and I'm right. not leaving the house. Um, honestly, even violent vomiting, there might still be days. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Depends on what happens in year nine of quarantine. Yeah. Um, okay, we're both going sugar, but sadly, <laughs> it was hard. That was a journey. <laughs> Would you rather have a boss who always yells at you or one that always hits on you? Oh. Ah. <laughs> Ooh. Why? That's a good question, right? It's it is hard. a good question. I was just thinking, I was like, I just wasn't prepared for the second half. That's <laughs> Yells. Yells at me. Always yells at me. Yeah. You get yelled at every day. Or you get yelled. hit on every day. No, I'm saying that's my answer. Oh, I would okay. rather have a boss who yells at me. Really? What if he was super hot? I've never experienced that before. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally, literally did not occur to me that that could even be a thing. Yeah, what if he's like single and hot and rich? No, he's my boss. (laughs) I'm shocked. You want to get hit on every day by your boss? I'm shocked. I mean, not my current boss, but no. Okay. This is probably aspirational as well. I mean, I'm giving myself way too much credit in this whole episode. I can't handle being yelled at. Like, to truly... I had a boss who yelled at me occasionally, and that meant I came into work every day nearly shaking, you know? Like, because I just never knew when she was going to, like, freak out at me. But here's the thing. Here's what I was thinking when I answered that. A boss who yells at you occasionally is super scary because you never know when it's going to happen and you know that when it happens, it's based on your performance. A boss who yells at you every single fucking day, all the time, that's not about you. That's about them. So I think like after a few weeks of that happening, I would very quickly learn, wow, this has nothing to do with my job performance. This has nothing to do with me. This is a horrible, toxic individual who just yells at people. And as much as I don't like being in it, I would immediately stop taking it personally. And it wouldn't affect me in the same way because I would be like, well, okay, yell at me all you want, but fire me or don't. Like, I'm not, you know, 
I can't do my job any better. So, and I also think like when I, when, when I get in trouble for something that I feel like might be my fault, I get like the whole anxious sweats, like the, all the bad anxious sweats. Um, but if I get in trouble for something where I feel like it's not my fault, then I will stand up for myself a little bit more. I've like, I'll just sort of say to somebody like, you can't talk to me like that. Or, or in this person's case, if he just says it every day, if he just yells at me every day, I would just ignore him. I guess that's how I feel. Whereas somebody who's hitting on you, it's just, it, it makes me feel a different kind of uncomfortable and a different kind of danger. Like it's an, it's inappropriate in a way that makes me think you might take this further in a really bad way or I don't know. Yeah, well, so for me, I'm like, at least I think I would go hit on me. And here's why I don't like being yelled at. And I don't, which is not to say that I don't like being hit on when it's not wanted. Yeah. Also, as a disclaimer to any men who may be listening, don't do either of these things. <laughs> don't and don't take this as an opportunity yeah. to yell at me and hit on Shelby, please. Yeah, this isn't like it's not going to be like, oh, we do what like we say we would go with one way and that makes it okay. Neither of these are okay. That's why it's a difficult question. Um, but I think the hitting on is better. And I'll tell you why. Because like getting yelled at every day makes me feel like I will never advance there and that I probably wouldn't get a very good review like if I moved to another place and I needed a reference. But if he hit on me every day and I could just kind of like, Haha, and like move on, I think I would be in his good graces, right? Like he like would think well of me. I might get glowing reviews. I think it's more likely I would get a raise. I think it would be more likely that I could use him as a reference and use his connections. Like I, I get more out of that. I think that you're right. I think that I have just never been good at doing the sort of, uh, you know, like shrug it off that you described. Yeah, and I would make sure, like, I would make sure to just never be alone in a room with him, you know, like, I would keep meeting short and curt and, like, you know, try to mitigate any, any kind of, like, issue. Uh, I would probably try to leave as quickly as possible, but, like, again, I just, I feel like it's a more powerful position for you to be in because that you have something that they want. I guess... So I I understand what you're saying, but I can't imagine myself. Okay. So first of all, let's just, let's just lay the ground rule that it is unreciprocated attention and interest. Yeah, it's unreciprocated. In reality, this guy is not hot. He's married and gross looking. Right. If, if he's your young, hot boss and you like him back, it is a different question entirely. Yeah. I feel like. I don't I don't think I could respond to it in a way that would keep me in the power position. Oh, yeah. I mean it would be hard, I think, but I think I could <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you silly. Oh no. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I could do it. I wouldn't like to, but I could. I guess it maybe depends on how they're hitting on you. If it's some guy who's like how you doing? You know, pulling a Could Joey. Could you imagine on someone walking by your desk at work and being like, "How you doing?" Well, I can't imagine a guy hitting on you every day. Uh, <laughs> it happens. 
But if there's any kind of touching involved, that's where I'm like, that's why I'm like, ooh, See, it creeps yeah, me out like more. Yeah, that's like when I would create space. You know, anytime he gets close to you, fake a sneeze. Yeah, but would it would it, would it really bother you that much to get yelled at by your boss if you know that yes. they just yell at everything? What if they only yell at you? They're super nice to everyone else in the office. You're the only person who he yells at. I mean, I think I would be, I think I would be upset. But I think that then I would just be like, well, obviously you need to fire me or I need to quit. But I wouldn't. Oh, God. No. Being yelled at, I hate it so much. It makes me so anxious, especially when I don't know how to, like, make it stop. I don't think either one of us is wrong because they're both horrible things. Yes. That shouldn't happen. So, like, our particular aversions, they're both correct. Yeah, I think so, too. Would you rather have a boyfriend who hated kissing or a boyfriend who hated cuddles? Why with all the sad questions today? <laughs> because I'm 60% dead inside. <laughs> oh my god. Why are we letting the person who's dead inside write the question? <laughs> I don't know. That was a choice you made. <laughs> Usually these aren't like super happy questions. Like we pick between two difficult things. That's the I whole know. name of the game. I, it was, I was just joking. I didn't know that you were 60% I'm not clinically inside. depressed. My therapist said so. Um, what was the question? <laughs> it was the question that you deemed very sad. Um, oh, no kissing or no cuddling. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Do you want to hear what I think? The answer is just break up with them. I don't, like... Yeah, yes, I want to hear what you think. Okay, I think you have to go a boyfriend who hates kissing. Because if you go a boyfriend who hates cuddling, then you kiss, but you can't touch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, what's involved in cuddling here, though? Only your lips can meet <laughs> and the rest of your body. Like, what do you do with your hands? <laughs> I guess we maybe had different ideas of what cuddling is, I like, guess. constitutes but the cuddling. thing is, like, I think Touching cuddle, isn't cuddling. I can cuddle without kissing, but I don't think I, I mean, I can I can't kiss without cuddling? I don't, like, I kiss like, in public I can, but, like, if we're in private and we're yeah, kissing, but... I want a certain amount of cuddling to happen. Okay, so I was imagining cuddling to be, like, prolonged, like, body-on-body, body, like, spooning kind of cuddling, right? Well, like, there's also, like, cuddling on the couch while you're watching right. a movie. Right, right. I'm not saying it was an easy answer. I was yeah. just saying I wasn't imagining cuddling to just be, like, touching or hugging or... I think you could hug, but if you're, like, laying down together, no arms are wrapped around you. Leave room for Jesus. Yeah, he gets really hot, and you make him sweaty, so go over yeah. there. Yeah, you gotta leave room for Jesus between your bodies. I think I would choose the person who cuddles but doesn't kiss. I think so too. I think that comes up more often. Right. I think it's just it, frequency. More, yeah. More if my life would require cuddles. Yeah, it but would be how sad. sad. I, I wouldn't like it, but I think that's the answer. Is it just like on the lips kissing? <laughs> <laughs> like, could they kiss the top of your head or your shoulder? It's just no kissing well, at all. No, he doesn't like kissing. He doesn't, like, he doesn't like saliva. So it's like, why would I put my saliva on your body? That's gross. I don't want you to put your saliva on me. I don't want to put your, my saliva on you. Like, it's gross. 
Well, when you say it like that, it kind of is gross. <laughs> Maybe I don't like kissing. <laughs> wow, I've really changed Hannah tonight. No, 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 I do. But uh, I would choose the cuddler. Okay, we're going to do our would you still go out with him? And no, I would not go out with that previous guy. Would you still go out with him? He's great, but on your first date, the waitress gives him her number in front of you, and he takes it. Uh, When you ask him about it, he says, oh, it's nothing. It happens all the time. I probably won't call her. Oh, boy, that that is a big (laughs) probably. That is one big loaded probably. He's super hot. He's super sweet. He's super interesting. Does good things for the world. Great chemistry. But then, right before you're, he right before he picks up the tab, I didn't I didn't have a problem with any of it until the probably. So, <laughs> so, so if you're, you know, first of all, it's not his fault that the that the girl gave him yeah that the waitress gave him her number. Like he's hot, you know. That's her, that's he on her it, for though. not reading the room. He could have easily just taken it to be nice to to avoid social awkwardness i could see myself taking it just like a like a knee-jerk reaction like somebody hands you something you take it you don't want to be rude you don't even know what's happening quite it's just like i can totally see somebody in the moment taking it and being like i'll throw it away later i can also see him taking it and saying i'll throw it away later and then not throwing it away later because he's got a hot waitress who wants to go out with him and that too is fine because it's our first date he is a free agent, and he may date however many hot waitresses he wants to, although sad for me. Even if he says, this happens to me all the time, at this point, he's on a date with me. This is just making me feel good about myself. <laughs> he has the pick of the litter, and he is here with me. He's on, He is on a date with me, and he's hot enough that he gets propositioned frequently. This just means I'm moving up in the world. <laughs> All of this is totally fine. It is not until the moment when he said, I probably won't call her. And it's not even that I have a problem with the fact that he might call her because he probably will. It's that he should lie about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. There's there's an element of like, just like social meanness to it. Right. You know? You shouldn't tell the person you're on a date with that they might go on a date with the hot person they just saw. Yeah. That's the only part of it that I have a problem with, but I do have a problem with it. (laughs) Yeah, same. I one time went on on a date with a guy who, at the end of the date, I said I knew. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be good. You said what? (laughs) I said uh, that I needed to leave. And he had told me that that was a bar where he sometimes goes to pick up women. And he was like, okay, I'm going to stay. <laughs> like, so basically weird. just flatly told me, like, I'm going to stay here and try and pick up women after you've, after you've gone. So weird. Who even does that anymore? Just lurk in bars by themselves trying to, like, talk to women. Well, nobody. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So would you go out with him if he texted you a couple days later and was like, hey, I had a really good time the other night? Yeah, I would. (laughs) (laughs) I would because I just feel like that's, it's it's a small thing. You'd have to see if it happens again. Like, you'd have to see if that's like a pattern of behavior or if he just felt like 
super uncomfortable and he said the wrong thing in the moment and he just he just made an ass of himself and he felt bad about it or you know or if he's just one of these people that's just like honest in a too honest kind of way but then like I, I guess I would just want to find out more about his character it's just been one date I think I would need to know more about the hot man's character <laughs> I think it to me it shows a lack of emotional intelligence and so I think it would immediately send a signal to my brain of, oh, you're not going to date him. But I might sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've read between the lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I would be like, oh, this isn't serious. But like, now that I know that, that right. this isn't serious. If he texted me again and was like, hey, do you want to hang out? I would be like, yeah, sure. Come over. Yeah. Also, how did he say it? Did he say it in like a joking kind of cheeky way? Like, I probably won't go out with her. Or, you know, did I don't he just think say it is a good way to say I probably won't call her. If he means it in a completely sarcastic kind of way, and that's obvious. It seems negging to me. Like there's an element of negging to it. Yeah. I mean, I guess in context, like depends on what he follows it up with. Like, if he says, I probably won't go out with her, and then he just sticks it in his pocket and is like, okay, so dessert, then... That's a... Well, yeah, that's what happens. You got a problem. Yeah. But if he's like, I probably won't go out with her, and then he's like, I mean, because I'll be too busy with you, you know? Right. Yeah. But no, he doesn't provide that kind of reassurance. He just moves on. Okay. Just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. No, no, no. He's a little bit of a douche about it. Oh, Okay. But then I th- I think I agree with you. I would go out with him again and just in my head I'd be like, he's a little a bit of a douche maybe. Yeah, I mean like maybe he could change my mind on the second date, but like I would in my head have shifted him to be like, oh, he's a guy who like, this is like a sport for him. Yeah. You know, like this is a game. At which point it just comes down to like how much about him did you like? Yeah, I mean if I had a good time, I enjoyed talking to him, like. Right. It might be worth, like, hanging out with him, spending some time with him, you know, uh, killing a Saturday night or two with him while I'm still dating other guys looking for the person who has right. the things I want for a long term, whatever. Um, and who knows, maybe I see him again in a second or third or fourth time and, like, he doesn't ever do anything like that again. And he, like, maybe he starts to like me more and starts showing signs of, like, more interest like a deeper interest and a deeper connection or whatever but I it would really I would still see him again but it would definitely change my intention he would have to earn back some of my good graces like I would really shift my thinking about him yeah and it wouldn't make me think he's a bad person it would just make me think that he wasn't very serious about me and, like, maybe that's because of where he is in his own life. He has fears of commitment. Like, I don't, I wouldn't take that personally. I would just be like, oh, if, if he was really serious about, like, building a strong, intimate relationship, I assume he would take better care of my feelings in that moment. Right. Yeah, because I, it is pretty, like, you know, basic 101, don't hit on other people while you're on a date with someone. Yeah. Um. I will say also, this this would be different if I was going on a date with someone that I knew was like poly or ethically non-monogamous, because then it would just be like, well, we know from the get-go that you're, you're not looking for just yeah. one relationship. 
Um, so like that isn't a problem at all. It's just that because I myself am not poly, I probably just wouldn't be on a date with somebody like that. Yeah. So I also assumed that I would not be on a date with someone who was polyamorous because I am not polyamorous. And that's not Although, really never say never, for. you know? I'm Yeah, I'm I mean I that might not be something I know about them. But yeah, I think that's our last one. I think we were we did both it. still going out with him, which is Maybe unfortunate for him because we both are not wearing deodorant, but we have millions of dollars. (laughs) So really, you know, I'm fine. He can take his waitress. That's true. Now I actually feel a little bit more offended that he didn't show me more respect. Because I'm rich. How dare you? You plebeian? Right? Like... I deigned to go out on this date with you, hot guy. Yeah, and you think a waitress is better than my millions of dollars? You have poor taste. Or a, or a very sensitive nose. It's interesting because I'm so rich, but I still put up with my boss who hits on me every day. <laughs> right. I could just quit, but I have six million dollars, but I continue to go to this office job where this ugly old man hits on me every day. <laughs> Well, I mean, I I continue to go to the office where the ugly old man yells at me every day. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, though, because it's okay that things didn't work out with, with the waitress guy, because I have my boyfriend who hates kissing me. <laughs> oh, no. You're right. This was a sad episode. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's okay, because at the end of the day, we say goodbye to our stupid bosses and we say goodbye to our stupid boyfriends who don't kiss us and our stupid new dates that we're dating on top of our boyfriends <laughs> who neg us. And we get in our fast and furious car yes. and we drive off into the sunset. We agreed a lot, but I really appreciate the positive spin you could put on this really <laughs> dead inside episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was kind of a dead inside episode. But I do hope that you listeners aren't dead inside. Yeah, I and, hope this made you laugh or you could relate at all. Um, and of course, we would really appreciate it if you would send us your non-dead inside questions. So if you want to have a listener's question on our show, uh, you can hit us up, send it to us on Instagram or at argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com. Yeah, please leave a review. Um, We've been seeing an uptick in downloads, so Word of Mouth is super helpful. All those reviews you've been leaving have been super great. Um, Tell a friend right now. Text somebody about this great episode. Right now. We'll wait. She's She's not joking. You have a BuzzFeed quiz you can look up. Just invite them to play. Yeah. And then send them the quiz and then tell them about this podcast. You guys can be friends, like, you can talk about it over coffee. It'll be great. People need things to talk about since we can't do anything these days. Yeah, and so uh, please continue to like and subscribe. I also want to say thank you to Allison Fields for designing our logo. And thank you to all of you who have been listening, especially uh, if you're a first-time listener. And I hope you'll keep coming back. And until next time, keep fighting.